Anybody can start a business, but it takes skill and tenacity to build something that will last. I'm Latasha Nicole, that startup girl, and my job is to help you build a business that is profitable and sustainable. I'm inviting my friends who are entrepreneurs that have walked the walk and are willing to share their journeys with you. Sit back, relax, and enjoy Conversations with That Startup Girl, the podcast. No. Hello, hello, hello. I am Latasha Nicole, That Startup Girl, and I want to welcome you all to this week's episode of Conversations with That Startup Girl. This week, I am so excited to have Inez Woody with us. She's actually a client of mine, somebody I met on Facebook, and then we've done work together um, outside of her being my client. So I, you guys will be inspired by her story as I am. I invited her to be a guest on the show because Inez has a story to tell us. Lots of things have gone on in her life, and she continues to move and keep pushing. And we're talking about entrepreneurship entrepreneurship for real, entrepreneurship, the inside that people don't necessarily see or know or understand. And I'm going to take a moment to pause and let Inez introduce herself, and then we will get into it. Go ahead, Inez. Okay, okay. Hi, Sasha. Thank you so much for um, having me on. Um, I am truly honored to be here. My name is Inez Woody. I am an IT professional by trade. Uh, I have been in the tech field for over 20 years, about 20 years, and I have been, you know, just pushing and moving and working in the legal environments as a network administrator, and all of that is pretty exciting. However, it's been a journey in itself, uh, being the only Black woman uh, in over 20 years. I think I've run into only two Black women that I've worked with, uh, just being in a male-dominated industry it you know, definitely has its challenges, uh, but that's been pretty, uh, my career has been pretty lucrative, uh, working in for law firms for many years and also working in the education sector. Um, outside of that, I am an entrepreneur. I am a copywriter and I basically do digital marketing and um, content and copywriting for female black entrepreneurs. So uh, I do a lot of writing. That entails uh, website copy, writing all the, the copy of the content that you see on people's websites, uh, creating their brand stories, their professional bios. Uh, I used to do a lot of resume writing as well, but um, I have not done that. You know, I've, been, I've actually took, taken that off my plate because I have so much going on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then outside of that, I am a journalist. I write for Parents Magazine. So that gives you a background on what, for the most part, what I have going on. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So this is actually a good, your intro is a good segue into kind of what we want to talk about today. And the first things first is, so you have a very lucrative career, nine to five job, right? And for some reason, you've also deemed yourself to have a business on the side. And you know, in this day and age and social media, you always hear, right? Quit your nine to five. Don't work for mm-hmm. nobody else. Go be an entrepreneur. Now, I've chosen the route of I am a full-time entrepreneur, right. but I also understand that there is a need to have a job as well, especially early on in the entrepreneurial yes. journey. Yes. So for you, 
why is it because I think there was a period of time where you were not working corporate right. right you were only doing it so tell me a little bit about that piece yeah so for me I have always been you know you hear a lot of people talk about how they their background is entrepreneur they only know you know their parents or their family have taught them that I but it's for me it's been the opposite I come from working parents um background my dad has been in construction and been a laborer and carpenter for my whole life uh and my mother was in education so I was always taught to go to school go to college get your degree and then you know you'll be successful and mm -hmm. so although that um theory has you know, we've tested that theory or we in this society, and I will say our generation is kind of like, okay, that really does not work for us. For me, it actually, <laughs> it actually did work for me because I went into a STEM um, career. Mm -hmm. So in my opinion, when you choose a STEM career, which is science, technology, engineering, and math, that is a career where it is very uh, marketable. And you, you're, if you have a skill set there, you'll be very marketable. I really honestly, in 20 years, never really had to look for a job. I've always been able to keep a, a job. So for me, uh, it's been lucrative. Uh, mm -hmm. I have really good benefits. I work at, you know, I've been working at really great law firms. I did have an experience where I did not work at a really good firm. That's another story in itself. But I've always, you know, had great benefits. So it's, it, it gets difficult to be able to just completely walk away from that. And I commend, you know, you and a lot of women who are able to just do full-time entrepreneurship. For me, I did it for a couple of years. And then I realized it wasn't for me um, at this time in my life. I do. Why is that? Um, well, it's hard though. So I'm going to be honest. Say, okay. I'm going to be honest, it, a lot of it is, you know, your mindset. And I'll be, even though I have accomplished a lot in my life, I'll just be honest and say that, you know, the mindset really has to be there. You have to be disciplined. And for me, I know that I am a creative. I do have, you know, my business side and I know how to, you know, get systems and technology to work for me. But ultimately, even though I'm in tech, I have a tech background, I'm really a creative, I'm a writer. So I know I can kind of get away from making sure I'm on top of things. So I've like I've, I've always liked to have, you know, that comfort level with my job. And okay. so I know every two weeks my check is coming. I know my benefits, you know, I have health issues and I know that my insurance is going to be good. And so I'll just be honest with you and say, you know, it's been a fear for, for the first, for, for the most part. Um, and also just having that comfort level, like I said, and I've also been blessed. Like I work from home. I have a very flexible, you know, schedule. And so a okay. lot of people don't have that. So I can't just say, oh, okay, it's so good. And, you know, I recommend it. Uh, I've been able to do both and also, you know, do more of the creative writing with my journalism work uh, as a result of having a flexible job. So, and I think that's, that's a very good point to say that that stability of your benefits for one, your every two week paycheck for two, and then just knowing some people really need structure, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of people think that they want to work for themselves and that's the fabulous life and it's the great life. But what people don't understand is when you are 100% self-employed, wow. if you don't work, you don't eat. Exactly. And that's real, exactly. <laughs> right? That's real. And a lot of people jump are jumping into this now for, you know, during the pandemic, a lot of people, the great resignation and all of those things. And you think that, 
you're going to be rich overnight, right? Right. And right. it's not. That's just not yeah. the way that yeah. it is, right? And so I think that it's important to recognize, just like you said, like, okay, I like doing my own mm-hmm. thing. I like having the opportunity to make money from my creativity and to utilize my creativity. Yeah. But I also need this piece over here. And there's nothing wrong with yeah. that, right? Absolutely. And, yeah, that's, and that's what a lot of people miss. And also for me, like I don't have, my business is not like an, a, a physical product. So mm-hmm. I have, um, you know, I use a lot of brain power. And so for me, it's a service-based business as a copywriter, but I am pouring myself into my clients, you know, lives. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm listening to their, to them. I'm, I'm talking to them. I'm, I'm, you know, we're having discovery calls. We're having phone calls where I'm listening to them and learning more about, you know, why did, you know, what is their purpose and what is their life's calling? And I'm being able to connect that to, so that they can draw in their clients and their customers. And that's a lot of brain power. And so sometimes it can weigh me down when I'm knee deep into my client's business. And sometimes their personal lives kind of, you know, overlap, overlap. Mm-hmm. And so after I'm doing all of that, and then I'm also putting out fires at work, like, I'm like, Ooh, I need a little break. Tired. <laughs> sometimes I'm taking a break, you know, in between clients, because mm-hmm. like I said, using your brain power in that way, it, it can be a lot. Yeah. People don't get that too. Um, mm-hmm. as a, cause I'm a service-based business as mm-hmm. well. I do have some products as far as the books and things like that, but using your brain can be exhausting. At mm-hmm. the end of the day, you are tired. You, you know, you've taken right. on a lot. And we don't understand that. We think that right. it is, it's easy, right? And, and it's, mm-hmm. so the entry to business as a service-based entrepreneur is very easy. All you have to do mm-hmm. is really say, right. hey, here's what I do. And mm-hmm. nowadays you can post something on social media and right. your right. networks will start coming mm-hmm. to you. But really, and you made a good point with your, your professional career as well, even as an entrepreneur, you still need systems. You still yeah. need structure. You still need some type of order. I tell the story all the time about, a couple years ago when I had to kind of shut my business down and I've been an entrepreneur since 06, 22, 06, somewhere up in there, but full-time since 2011. Mm -hmm. And um, I had to shut down because there was no order, right? People just know, like a lot of people just know that I do business, right? So people are always sending clients to me. They're giving people my number. You want to start a business? Call Tasha. You want to write a book? Call Tasha. You know, all of that. And so I was accepting payments all kind of ways, all type of, we get cash app, Zelle, invoice, money was going everywhere. And as you know, if you're not careful, Mm -hmm. it's coming in and going out just as fast, right? right? And that's, that's a part of having to slow down Mm -hmm. and plan accordingly. So knowing what works for you. So when you did jump into entrepreneurship, did you make a decision to leave your job that, that for that period of time mm-hmm. where you were full time? Did you make a decision to leave your job and go into entrepreneurship or did something happen and you kind of fell into entrepreneurship? Well, what ended up happening was uh, I was in the legal industry working in IT for some years where I, I'm actually currently doing that now, but okay. this is back in the day. So I was doing that for some years and then I got burnt out from working in tech. I was at a law firm where it was a pretty uh, stressful environment. So I ended up quitting my job, taking a $35,000 pay cut to go into education. 
Everybody thought I was crazy, thought I lost my mind. (laughs) (laughs) But it ended up being a blessing in disguise. And I always tell people that because it's like sometimes when you make a decision to do something from your heart, when you're not chasing money, you know, mm-hmm. blessings will flow back to you. And so in that, in that season, what ended up happening was my, I went to education, worked at a private school. My son uh, ended up going to the school and that wasn't really my, you know, plan when I, when I, when I, when I changed position, okay. I went into education, started working at a, a capitalist school on the North side. And so uh, my son ended up going to the school and then that was like the biggest benefit. So him being there for two years, I had the opportunity to be a part of his everyday life, be, you know, soccer mom, drop him, drop him off, pop in and out of his class, you know, bring him lunch, all of that, that I hadn't been able to do from birth up until he was in like middle school. Mm-hmm. So then after he graduated from the school, then I decided to leave that school and went to another school. So after I went to that school, I was the director of technology at that school. And I was there for a year. It was a very stressful environment. And so I decided that I would quit. So when I quit, I did not have anything lined up, but okay. my business was really taken off at that time. So I decided to resign without not ha- without having another job lined up. Mm, that was and big. It was really big. It was, a you know, and my partner at the time, he was very supportive of that. And so I will say that that can be, you know, that's definitely a big thing. If you have someone in your life that is your spouse or your significant other and they're supporting you, that's a blessing, right? So mm-hmm. that's what I did. And then, so that's how I ended up doing full-time entrepreneurship for two years. Okay, so you did it for two years and then you ended yes. up going back into yes. the corporate, but keeping your business, but just not full-time. Exactly. So let me ask you this, with your background being IT and then your business being a writer, right? Copywriting, Mm -hmm. would you describe it as a writer? Yes. Okay, so as a writer. It's marketing, it's marketing and writing together. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's good. A lot of people need that too. A lot of people really don't understand the importance and the power of good copy. And we can talk more about that too, because that is very important. And Mm -hmm. we, we, we find that whole missing. But when you left your business, I mean, left your job and went into your business, I know you said, or even left your job and took that pay cut and went to school, Mm -hmm. a lot of people thought that you were crazy. (laughs) And I get it, right? Because people don't understand, right? They just, they don't get it. A lot of people are very money motivated, but especially as a mom, a single mom or Mm -hmm. a a mom with a young person, you make your decisions different. Sometimes for me, I know it's always been very important to me to have my time freedom. Now, mm-hmm. I still got to make money, but I love yes. to be able to decide that today I'm going to get up and I'm going to go work mm-hmm. from Starbucks or I'm going to get right. up or I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. But if you could go back and tell yourself anything that you've learned now from that moment when you left your job to pursue entrepreneurship, what would you tell yourself? Like what advice would you yeah. give somebody who's looking to leave their job with no plan? They're like, we're going to jump off this cliff and we're going to learn how to fly on the way down. What advice would you give? I would tell them to be sure that you have some type of security or some type of uh, savings. That's number one. Um, Because everything is so costly. It's costly to run a business. Uh, You want to make sure that you have your systems in place. You know, everything that you need to actually run a business 
and then be able to sustain the lifestyle that you have. So I would say, you know, you have to have a plan. And I'm not gonna say that you need a person to, you know, like you're using someone, but you need- But it's helpful. Mm -hmm. You need a support system. So I would say, you know, I would not recommend it to someone who does not have a support system in place and or a savings. So you have to have a cushion. And I mean, I think that it can work if you just, you know, like you said, jump off the ledge and, you know, you use your faith because I believe faith is important, but I also Very. believe you have to put in the work and you have to you do, you, know, you have to put in, the, you have to put in the work. So my suggestion is to, you know, have a plan B, have something to, that you can fall back on as well as savings. And also, because in my opinion, whatever it is that you're doing, you need to always be sharpening your craft. So you have to focus on investing in professional development, whether that is classes or workshops or they, I mean, make sure it's valuable stuff. Don't just jump out. You know, I, I went through a period where I had shiny objects. Just grabbing all kinds of, shiny yeah. object syndrome. <laughs> where I was just like, oh, there's a class, there's a class, there's a class. I mean, I still right now, I can go on my email account and I'm sure it's like all type of courses. Stuff, stuff you paid pay for, for, didn't take. Didn't take, you know. <laughs> so you do have to get to a place where you just kind of have to trust yourself too, you know, be confident in knowing that you're capable of getting it done and 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 not having imposter syndrome, which is something Ooh, that I've had, I've dealt with for many years. And now I'm getting to a place where I'm just like, you know, girl, you are you. God it's created a process you though, you. right? Mm -hmm. Because we're stepping into these rooms yes. that we aren't used to being in. We're creating spaces for mm -hmm. ourselves. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, a lot of people are calling themselves these titles. Right. That's a big word, right? You're calling yourself a CEO and you're the owner mm -hmm. and this is your company. And that's good on Facebook and that's right. good on Instagram. Right. But when you step in the room with other mm -hmm. people, you you know, people tend to shrink. So exactly. I do say one of the most important things in entrepreneurship is, is knowledge is one and confidence, right? You have oh, to believe yes. that Absolutely. you can do this because again, Every like day. you said, very, it's going to get hard. It's going to be very hard. And like you said, I know that before I jumped into full-time entrepreneurship, what I did was I took um, a look of everything that I had, right? And what what could I sacrifice? What could I not do? Right. You know, making those sacrifices. Yeah, I can't go out to dinner with you today. Right. Or I can't right. do this. Mm -hmm. I paid off all of the recurring bills that I could, you know, mm -hmm. so I was just left with those bills that don't go away, the light bill, the right. gas bill, right. you know, stuff right. like that. So that I was able to kind of manage because- mm -hmm. When you need money, yes. things get real different, right? About <laughs> <laughs> People start, I mean, if you think about it now, even yourself in business, and we can both be honest, you've probably taken on a client or two that you know you shouldn't have took on because that money looked good, right? Uh, yeah. And that's, mm -hmm. that's a headache. And I remember I had a client years yeah. ago that told me, sometimes you got to fire your clients too, because yeah. all money ain't good money. All money but ain't good money, baby. Money, mm -hmm. <laughs> But when you need money as a business owner, because you jumped off and you you didn't properly prepare, right? You you just out here doing anything, yes. you know. Yes. And that's a lesson that mm -hmm. I definitely want to speak on is understanding it's it's gonna take right. time. It's gonna exactly. take time. Exactly. Do you feel like for yourself at any point, or do you feel like your your business is successful now? And if so, when did you feel like okay? This is this is going good. Sure. Yes, I definitely feel like my business is successful. I had to get over the hump of feeling like I needed to be at a certain figure 
for mm-hmm. it to oh yeah six figure we we, we all especially want with right especially with social media because everyone is dropping their receipts and everybody's talking about how much they're making you know and it's nothing wrong with that but wait let me no, let me i want to mm-hmm. pause on that too just because it is motivating but a lot of that is not real Absolutely. Right, you know, there are apps out here that you can make fake receipts and That's fake true. bank accounts. So That's you have so to be true. careful of what you're comparing. Absolutely. You, mm-hmm. That's a very good point. You know, so you, you know, it's, you have to take it with a grain of salt. Some of it mm-hmm. can be motivating and some of it you have to realize, well, I don't even know if this is accurate. People can go on social media and create a profile and say, hey, I'm, a, I'm the, you know, I make six figures. I do this, I do that. And it's like, you got to you use your brain too. True. So right. for me, I had to decide in terms of what looks successful to me. Was mm-hmm. it about a specific dollar amount? Now, don't get me wrong. that is, I do have goals on where I want to mm-hmm. be financially. But at the same time, what do I define? And you said something earlier that stood out to me. And that is time, I mean, freedom in terms of your time. For mm-hmm. me to be able, when I knew I was successful in my business, is when I had the ability to travel or go anywhere in this city or a state or in the country or even out of the country and be able to take my laptop and make money. Okay. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> That's when I, I knew that. that I had something that was val- of value. Um, and I also knew for you, for because me, it's a personal thing, right? Everybody may not desire that. Um, now for me, the other thing that made me realize it was when I, I really had not spent or I have not spent any money on ads like mm-hmm. advertising um really has just been word of mouth and moving you know kind of just like this person so that person and that person so the mm-hmm. next person and then so that's for me when I realized that I was getting a lot of uh repeat clients and also clients that were just word of mouth recommended from other people and mm-hmm. to me that's like the best you know receipt it is it really is saying that hey you know this person did work for me and I loved it so and that word of mouth mm-hmm. is so valuable because mm-hmm. it speaks for you before you enter the room mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know and that will help you because what we always talk about in business is people do business with those they know like and trust so right. nine times out of ten if somebody comes to me you know somebody comes to me and they need a resume I'm, I'm texting you Nez you do right. a resume you mm-hmm. know because I know that there are people that trust me enough that if I say call her she got you Absolutely. They believe she got you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's very important. But that can go the other way too. And we talked about that. Yes. If yes. People are out here taking on. I remember mm-hmm. years ago, there there was a, I'm going to say a culture for lack of a better word, mm-hmm. out here where it was saying, say yes and learn how to do it later. And that's the worst advice <laughs> that somebody can give. <laughs> and what happens no, when people are doing that? Yeah. Make it so they make it, honey. Yeah. <laughs> And, and so then you ruin your business though, or you ruin your reputation yeah. before it's not you worth even it. get started. Yeah, it's, it's not agree. even worth it. Mm-hmm. I agree. So tell us, Nez, what does a day in the life of a copywriter look like? Like, how does that look? I know, I imagine laptop, <laughs> coffee or tea and you somewhere like, I would love it. Like sitting on the beach and just yeah. writing to make yeah. the money. Yeah. Is that yeah. real? Yeah, that sounds about right. So it really entails, like you said, coffee. I am definitely a coffee fanatic. Um, That's my thing. I used to work at Starbucks uh, for about five years. I was a former barista. But anyway, yeah, I love coffee. So in the morning, getting up, having my coffee, checking my emails. Um, I'm really big on my list. So I have lists on my phones and my notes. I have lists in my Mm. desk, in my, you know, email. I have, we live by the list. 
on uh, on post-it notes everywhere. So I'm always checking lists and making sure, you know, checking in with my clients. Um, and then, you know, get my day started. Usually it is, uh, I try to do something in the morning before I just grab my phone and go to social media. Although sometimes I, it doesn't always work that way. Yeah. Um, because you'll look up and it'll be, you know, it's such a time waster, you know, yeah. social media. So in the morning, I ideally, I, I well, my biggest thing is, the Lord's Prayer every morning. Like mm-hmm. I'm being on that. Start um, your day with that. Mm-hmm. Start my day with the Lord's Prayer. Um, just because it, you know, it is you need the armor. You say mm-hmm. exactly in order to, to move forward. And then, you know, like I said, fixing my coffee, um, give me something to eat, maybe some breakfast. And then, like I said, looking at my email, seeing what's the most urgent thing. For me, it's all about deadlines. And so my clients, you know, some people need stuff right away. Some people are, you know, it's just kind of like, it's a, it may be a project that lingers. And so okay. with that being said, I focus on what prioritize, what's the most important. I might be uh, jumping on a call for a discovery call with a new client or someone who, you know, j- it wants to learn more about my services. And so mm-hmm. um, I'll do that. I might have a, uh, a brand, a branding call, which is like a Zoom uh where I'm, you know, doing a 90 minute call and just kind of like digging through a person, a client's, a potential client's, well, I shouldn't say potential because at that point they're a client, Uh, digging through their business, discovering their why, asking them a number of questions Mm. so that I can develop the brand identity and the language for their, um, their website copy or their How did you, so... Oh, this is like, this wasn't even on my list, but it's a question that I like to ask because this might be good for you to elaborate on. So you, you, have you always loved to write is my first question. Yes. So writing has always been my thing. I'm actually um, in the house where I grew up uh, right now. And I'm looking at the closet where I used to sit as a little girl and I used to grab my glow worm. The glow worm was the stuff back in the 80s. <laughs> and, uh, and I would grab my little notebook and I would write. Um, oh, wow. I've always been big on reading. I would beg my mother to listen to me enunciate words. That sounds um, like my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so uh, writing has always been my jam, but I didn't realize it. I think I just love to write and I love to read as a little girl. My mother is a published um, writer as well. Okay. And so uh, I guess, you know, that I don't guess, but I know my my gifts come from my mom in that way. And so uh, it took years for me to really understand that that was my calling until okay. like, people just started to just ask me, family and friends, like, can you write this? Or can you do this? And I'm just like- Your natural ability, yeah. those gifts from yeah. God, right? Yeah. So that's, so Ooh. I have, as you know, I write as well, you okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just, I'm allergy. Let me just grab a tissue really quick. Go ahead. Okay. okay. So as a writer, like someone who has the natural ability to write, can we talk about how taking it from having that natural ability into making it into a business? How did that yes. transition look? Because people miss that. Just because you know how to do a thing does not mean right. that you know how to have a business doing it absolutely so talk, talk about oh, that such a big deal a difference so yeah for me it went from the transition of like writing you know letters for people or helping um back in the day when I was in college helping my peers with their assignments in school their research papers to uh you know resume writing and professional writing um I think 
that uh, it just kind of happened for me where people just, you know, ask me to do stuff on mm -hmm. a personal level and then it moved to a professional level. As we, as a people began to create more businesses and entrepreneurship started to thrive, then I think that's what happened. So be, when people started going into business for themselves, you know, they, they're going to, they needed you, but they're not a writer. So mm -hmm. it's like, Oh, well, I need your help. Can you help me? Uh, initially it started when people would ask me for business to help them write business plans. I'm like, uh, 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 that's not my <laughs> Cause jam. you gotta know, right. No, 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 no. One thing about it is you have to know your lane. And so when mm -hmm. you find your lane, you got to get in it and you have to stay there. So mm -hmm. I don't do business plans. So I'll let people know right away. And so I, so what ended up happening was I would help people with writing all the content or things that they needed for their business. And then I started hearing about copywriting. It was just kind of, you know, coming up. The top, a buzz term. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. A buzz term. What I, what was also so appealing to me about copywriting was that it was dominated by like, you know, uh, other races. And mm -hmm. so it was not a black person's job like it wasn't so a, i'm seeing like, a trend here with you and mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yep absolutely so i I'm, i like a challenge i'm a sagittarius mm -hmm. and i'm all about you know like where can i go where i can disrupt the mm. you know whatever's going on i want to be a disruptor i'm a disruptor okay. as it is in general in life and so i don't want to be anywhere where it's not a challenge for me okay. and so for me like working in tech and then working in copywriting, I'm still growing. I'm still learning. It's so much that I still don't know in both of those industries. And I'm like right now, I, I'm signing up uh, for a new class for copywriting. It's going to be, a, it's an academy. And the value of the course is like $8,000, but it's going to be significantly lower. You have to invest. Uh, you have to invest. And so, but I do, when I'm investing, I, one thing about me, I'm very nitpicky with it. I will take my time. I will watch, uh, you know, a person or a oh, for years, for a long yes. time before <laughs> I just real. To. Yes. Can you, because really people do are doing so much do. scamming and stuff now. It's yes. like, it's careful. It's crazy. People will take one class and learn one yeah. piece of something. And then the next day they exactly. teach their teachers. They've and never done it before. Absolutely. And that's so interesting that you say that because for so many years I've been in IT and I've been writing for people and businesses, creative CEOs, all of that. And it's still taking me so long. I don't know if you saw my post recently, but I'm like, I'm trying to start get to a place where I create some digital products so that I can kind of step back from the service-based business a little bit mm -hmm. and be able to you know, create some passive income. But I'm still like, I need some help with it because I'm so big on being a student. Mm -hmm. I never want to come off like, oh, I know this and I know that and I'm the coach. And you yeah. know, I just, that's just cringy for me because I just don't want to know it all. It's yeah. a heavy responsibility. It's actually. a heavy responsibility when you're teaching someone something you want and, and the integrity that comes behind that so i definitely commend you for that because again so many people are out here you see it all day every day people signing up for all these classes and then they're mad because they didn't get anything for that money that they paid and or they got a template and Absolutely. you know you but you have to also and this is for all the people out here that are listening you have to do your research as well before you buy a house you're gonna Talk go about invest, it. look mm -hmm. about, think about it, look at the neighborhood, drive through there at night, check yeah. it out in the morning. You have to do that same thing. What make? Because anybody can say, "Hey, I'm the guru." 
Absolutely. Wow. What qualifies you for that? You know, yesterday I started yesterday and I'm gonna teach you tomorrow, you know, and it's like, no, but you have to ask us questions. But I did want to get back to, cause we kind of got away a little okay. bit, but I wanted to get back to the transition from doing this as something you did for friends and family to professional and how you be priced it and how you structured it as a Ooh, business. That's because good. It's yeah. different, right? It's different. You yeah. People, your 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 best mm-hmm. friend call you to write something, and you're like, "Cool, girl, I got you." But then when your best friend sent her best friend or her yeah. friend or her colleague, yeah. how does that look? And yeah. did you have any struggles with that? Because I got some struggles that I yeah. had transitioning mm-hmm. from yeah. my personal cell phone to a business mm-hmm. cell phone. People, yeah. you know, yeah. you got something to share Absolutely. there. Absolutely. So for me, um. It's, it's definitely been a process because in terms of leaving or what was part of the question about leaving and so the, what yeah so what I'm think the the point that I want to get to is how to transition from doing something that you love kind of as a hobby or as okay. something that you know how to do oh, yeah. to actually be like it. Okay. absolutely okay so for me it's it it comes down to uh research and follow through just like um, for me, or and th- the third thing I would say is professional development. <laughs> so okay. for me, like, okay, I know that I can sit down when I first started and I was doing it more so as like a sad hustle or like a mm-hmm. hobby. Um, you know, I knew how to put words together and so that they would connect, um, you know, my clients to their tribe. But I didn't have like the formulas. I didn't have like, you know, you know, you got to have all the bells and whistles in order to be able to produce X, Y, and Z. So mm-hmm. it started with me uh, investing and seeing what was out there, researching the people who were the experts and mm-hmm. then studying, going on YouTube, you know, uh, subscribing to different uh, educational programs and things of that nature. And then, um, you know, then applying that in my business but also just doing it in a transitional way. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to just jump right in and then charge what experts charge because mm-hmm. that's I good. To, you know, I have to still give my business and give myself time to grow and also understand that I'm not going to have an expectation that my new client is going to pay me what they would go on to if they went online and saw like an agency with you mm-hmm. know I'm not gonna do that so what I did also was I went and uh went into Facebook groups and where copywriters uh were and you know I asked questions or you know like that's good what do you charge for x y and z or you know and then I made sure to price what you know I didn't just take a price and just you know grab it and then just say that's what it's gonna be Mm-hmm. You know, I did it based off of my experience and then I gradually moved it up a little bit. Now, even okay. what I struggle with to this day is with pricing. And the reason why is because, and that's something that I'm, I'm working on, um, is one of the reasons why I'm going to this big uh, workshop, I mean, uh, conference this, this fall. And it's so that I can elevate my confidence to understand of what I deserve right mm-hmm. I need to get to a place where I can be comfortable saying hey this is my price and that's my price and, and my I, price is the price and my price is my price and not just because I say it but because I have you know uh put 10 to 15 thousand dollars in training mm-hmm. and I have this education I have that education and I've worked with this people and I've worked with those people and you know like and I have experience 
also yeah. what the value of what you're bringing gives to your client as well. Absolutely. So Absolutely. that's so important. I had a client years ago. Uh, she asked me to do something for her and it took me like five minutes. And so I didn't want to charge yeah. her. And she was somebody who was more seasoned in business than me. And she was like, oh no, it took you five minutes because mm -hmm. you knew how to do it. Absolutely. But it would take me six hours Absolutely. because I don't know how to do it. So you Absolutely. have to remember yeah. that in your pricing as mm -hmm. well. And I do love what you said. Again, going back to integrity is we can't charge as day one. We can't compete with a, a 20 year veteran. Absolutely. They have more in the game. Yeah. Than we do. yeah. You know, so don't when you're pricing, because a lot of new entrepreneurs struggle with pricing. A yeah. lot of new business owners, right. they yeah. don't either they undercharge severely. Yeah. Uh -huh. Or they put prices out here that don't match the value of what Absolutely. they're bringing. Mm -hmm. And especially in service-based, there's no yeah. rule book. There's right. no, you know, right. if exactly. you are product-based, you can add up, okay, well, I mm -hmm. paid this for this and this right. for that. Right. But service-based, it's all brain power. It's, it's all, all brain power. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So and it's like you said, how quickly you can do something just because I can do something. And that's when I realized, because at the beginning, I would be charging like for my editing services when I would help my clients with uh, birthing their books and help mm -hmm. them, you know, with, uh, you know, telling the stories. And I would be charging based on like the time. And it's like, no, because mm -hmm. it, <laughs> like, it took yeah. you 20 minutes, but no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 20 minutes because I know I can look at a paragraph immediately and, and tell you know, you know mm -hmm. what's wrong with the paragraph. So I had to understand that. And then also still what I would say in terms of, today what is challenging is the decision on whether or not I should just go corporate like meaning if I should just work with corporate brands who really mm -hmm. understand the value of copywriting because mm -hmm. some people and I give me don't get me wrong I love my community here in Chicago um and abroad in this in, the, in in this country where whether it's in Atlanta or LA or wherever where I'm working with black female entrepreneurs for the most part right mm -hmm. so I want to be a part of their story I want to be a part of helping them but a lot of times people in those early uh years of their business they can't really afford to pay for a copywriter but they want mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. it's like I have made a mark you know in this industry because I enjoy working you with help. women mm -hmm. entrepreneurs simply because I understand the language. I understand the struggle. I understand, you know, a lot of what they are going, you know, in their business. Mm -hmm. So it works well, but a lot of times they may or may not be able to, you know, afford what I should be charging. And mm -hmm. so I've had, you know, business coaches in the past tell me, Hey, you know what? I love what you're doing in the community is great, but it's time that, you know, maybe you should think about just going more corporate so that you can get, you know, get your worth. Yes. But maybe there is a balance there. Yeah. You know, maybe it's mm -hmm. like an 80-20 or something like right. that. Because right. even though I think you and I both agree, it's not all about the money. But at the end of the day, if Absolutely. it's a business, it mm -hmm. is about the money, right? Mm -hmm. You're here to make money. And I, I tell the story. I've told a couple of clients. My husband, you know, I got one of those nowadays. Yes. <laughs> he, uh, thank you. He made a comment to me one day. He said, do you want to make some money or do you want to make a specific amount of money? And that matters, right? Yeah. Like if you're just doing something just to bring in a couple mm -hmm. dollars here or there, that's one thing. But mm -hmm. if you are trying to sustain yourself and sustain right. this business, you're going to need to hit some goals and some benchmarks. Absolutely. And some, some, so 
we can't always work with those that we want to work with. Mm -hmm. And that's a struggle for us, especially as we begin to grow. Because one, like you said, and me as well, people know you for this. They know that you are, you know, and so as you move to corporate, that could cause some, you know, some friction somewhere where people are, Mm -hmm. oh, she's too big now. And so do you struggle with that at all? That that, that disconnect? I have because, you know, I've worked in um, the legal industry, which can be seen, which has a corporate feel for so long. So me working with people who look like me every day, you know, me working with black women, entrepreneurs who most of them are transitioning from nine to fives or Mm -hmm. they have decided to leave their corporate jobs or they are starting a new you know, career all the way over. Maybe they just not even doing anything that has anything to do with what they went to school for or whatever. It's mm-hmm. exciting. I love doing that. There's a so rush. I, yeah. So that's that's a rush. That's what gets me excited to be a part of that process and then to go and see them become successful. It's you know, I love it. But because copywriting, we're learning more about it in our community. It's like it's it's a it, it's my I think that it's, and this is what I struggle with and I'm working on, you know, doing that is it's up to me to educate, right? It's up Mm -hmm. to me to inform the audience and say, hey, copywriting is something that, you know, is important in business. And Mm -hmm. of course, if you can't afford it, you can't afford it. But when you get to a place where you can delegate and be able to do that, you will, it's going to be beneficial. Mm, That's a good point that you make there because I think a lot of times too, when you're working with newer entrepreneurs, there's a lot of education that you have to do yes. around what you offer, right? Mm-hmm. And we want to help. We want to be helpful, but also being helpful can be a heavy burden on us as well. Absolutely. We ended up taking on all of these things. And mm-hmm. I know when you're doing something that you love and that you're passionate about, you'll get all into it. You up all types yeah, of exactly. clients you're doing mm-hmm. and you're taking hours and hours and hours. And this is unpaid work for you. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, or underpaid. You're work passionate for you. about it. But it's like, but then you to be burnt out. You're like, well, hold on. Yes. Wait a minute. I worked 40 hours last week and I made $40. This don't make right. sense, you know? And so, but it happens so easily because you enjoy what you're doing. And that was the point that I kind of wanted to touch on when I was saying taking it from a hobby or a passion into okay. a business because business. You got to put some of those rules in there. There has Absolutely. to be some parameters. Oh, yeah, I, I had to learn so much in that way. Uh, I had to do a cutoff. You know, my discovery calls, they used to be like an hour. Two hours long, just conversation. I'm just on the phone. We just I'm chatting. Even, you know, I'm just, just chatting away. And they're like picking my brain. I mean, they asked me all kind of questions. I didn't give mm-hmm. giving them so much, you know, ideas. Knowledge. And, feedback yeah. and knowledge. And I'm like, wait a minute. I didn't even hear back from that person. Yeah. So, you know, you have to get that structure. And I think for me, like I said, I, you know, I struggle with structure, you know, and that's why I do think that I am still at my nine to five because it provides me with some structure that I know that I need. Mm -hmm. Uh, But ultimately I would, I I plan to become, you know, full-time in the future. Oh, you're going back to, okay. So I want to recommend this book to you. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's called Rocket Fuel. And so Rocket Fuel is good for two types of people that start businesses. And I don't know if you've probably heard of E-Myth, but check that out as well. I recommend both of these, E-Myth and Rocket Fuel for all new business owners to read. But I think that understanding 
your role in your business is so important, right? There's a lot of us start businesses because we love to do a thing. And being a business owner is so much more than just doing that thing that you love Mm -hmm. to do, right? So like you said before, a lot of people start businesses, but they don't know marketing. They don't know copywriting, Mm -hmm. but they need that. But they don't realize that, right? They think that they can, oh, I sell, I don't know, whatever they say. I sell headbands. Mm -hmm. And now I'm just going to go on Facebook. I'm going to tell everybody that I sell headbands and I'm going to expect a million people to buy them. Well, that's not exactly how it works, right? Right. You have to have, you got to find the best price Mm -hmm. and the best. Uh, vendors and all of yeah. those things. So those are the business pieces, but they just want to write. You just want right. to write. I had, I, I usually <laughs> had, when I first started my virtual assistant business, I had a lot of clients who were just artists of their craft okay. and they knew nothing about contracts and right. taking phone calls and st- discovery calls mm-hmm. and yeah. pricing. And so there is, that's two different mindsets. Yeah. And so you yeah. may have to you either have to learn how to operate in those two mindsets or find somebody else that you can bring in to yeah. handle those mm-hmm. pieces that you, mm-hmm. and it's okay. And it's okay. You will, you yeah. will burn yourself out. If you yeah. are a photographer and you love taking pictures, nine times out of 10, you taking the pictures, but all your paperwork is being backlogged. Is Nobody that- calling these clients back. This stuff mm-hmm. that's coming in from your website. Nobody calls right. them. You know what I mean? You're missing money yeah. in yeah. that way. And especially with creatives, that happens a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So definitely something to think about. So in that, thinking about going back into entrepreneurship, what, how do I want to say, like, what was the biggest thing that happened that you did not expect, either good or bad? Like something that you were like, oh, wow, I wasn't ready for that. Um making sure that systems are in order. Like I would say, like, hmm, how do I say it? It's almost like, the result of not having systems in order. Like (laughs) how things can get out of control so quickly. Really quickly. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like, you're like, oh my goodness. How did this happen? In my mind, I know how, you know, I'm going to onboard the client. This is how it's going to look. This is what I'm going to need to do. This is what I, and you know, but it's like, if you're not putting those systems in place so that, you know, they're getting an email when they send, you know, uh, yeah. this it, or that. You'll miss something. You're going to miss something and that's crack. going to make you look bad, you know, and Ooh. so it's so important. Yeah. And also with that, it's actually writing that down because. Yeah as we just talked about having help, right? You can't get help if everything is in your mind. You know, if you- Exactly, oh yeah, that's so big because when I, speaking of virtual assistant, um, a girlfriend of mine, she has a virtual assistant business and I was like, oh yeah, I need a virtual assistant. And she was like, okay, well, you need this, 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 this. I was like, ooh. And she's seasoned because, right? (laughs) And if she wasn't seasoned, she would have taken you on as Mm -hmm. a client and then y'all would have gotten nowhere because right. you can't get, you're the bottleneck, right? Exactly. And that happens so much because exactly. when we're doing business by ourselves, we don't document anything. Right. Exactly. And so as a result of me not having the all, everything that needs to be in order, then now I can't get the support in the way mm-hmm. in which I need it, right? Because mm-hmm. if you're going to hire a, a, an assistant, whether it's virtual or, you know, just a regular personal assistant, you have to be how they gonna assist you. 
Yeah. So that's, you know what I mean? It's like, they can't assist you. If you don't have stuff in writing, you don't have processes developed. All of that stuff needs to be in order. So it's like, so, so then I get overwhelmed. Right. So then I'm just like, it's a lot. I can't even take it. Right. And yeah. so, and I think that happens too. You, that's a good point too, because a lot of business owners, you're like, I just do it myself because I don't have the time. Because once you're in it, right, you're so thick in it, you don't have the time to step, stop and write no. down step by step no. by step. Of, no. Because one, you don't know. You right. know, we sometimes we just do it. We feel, oh yeah, I told Tiffany this. And then Keith called the other day and I told him this. Yeah. Or like, I used to have a hairstylist many years ago who I think she made up her prices based on what she needed to do for the day you oh. know what I mean or the month like because there was it would be different every time I went to got my hair went to get my oh, hair done my and so and a lot of people operate like that so I don't like I like to have for me in my business I've come to a place where I like to have a standard pricing yeah this is how yeah. much is going mm-hmm. so that way if if an assistant needs to talk to you they can just look at the price list yeah you know the it's price not one of those price. no matter the price is a price. yeah yeah and, and every business can't do it that way, depending on what their services or products offer. But for the most part, you want to have, again, we go back to structure. We yeah. think entrepreneurship has given us this freedom and all of this, but there does need to be some structure and some order mm-hmm. in it. Yeah. And as an IT person and a systems person, I know that you mm-hmm. understand that and you know that you need it. You know that oh, that's yeah. important. You to have you. to have it. You have to have it. it and it's going to cost you, but it's going to be, it's going to help you make more money, you know, it's in the long run, bring in more clients. It's going and to help grow. make sure that those clients are happy. Most important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I do want, we are, this, I can't believe it's already like oh, almost yeah. an hour in, but <laughs> so I did want to touch on kind of designing a business around or the business model around that works for your life. Right. I know you mentioned earlier about some health yeah. challenges and then you also have, you had a son, you have a job. So how did you structure your business in yeah. a way that works for you and for your life? Because I know, like I said, time freedom is important to a lot of people, but it still takes some it thinking still takes and some planning. Discipline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think for me, and I'm still working on it, it's like happening right now as we speak. But for me, I had to get out of the mindset that it needed to look like this or it needed to. So that include, you know, me shifting what needs to work. So Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, my quote unquote work day for my business may be three to 11 PM, or I might be working on it, you know, or, you know, and like you mentioned about health challenges, I do have, I have chronic kidney disease. So I am, you know, I'm doing treatments for dialysis from on myself <laughs> every night when I go to bed. So seven <laughs> days out of seven, when I go to sleep, I am connecting myself, you know, to a machine and I am doing dialysis treatments. People don't know that when they look at me, they're like, oh, yeah, because you, you fabulous, <laughs> baby. <laughs> if I didn't know, I wouldn't know. You know what I mean? Because I remember um, just on that same note, when you kind of learned started to learn that this yes. was going on with you we were in the middle of a project you were. remember we were in the yeah. middle yes we you know what we sure was yeah we sure was i remember that like it was yesterday because i think yeah. i had to a meeting with you because, because of- you got you said you i remember you said i just got i just yeah. got some information that changed yeah. my life and, and most- mm-hmm. yep absolutely and you, i wouldn't like i i've never seen anything <laughs> other than this who i'm seeing right now from you and that's not always easy. Yeah. So managing you. your business. I appreciate you're welcome. That. It's not always easy because 
I am such a, I can be a perfectionist um, and I'm really hard on myself. Now, most people would be like, okay, well, you're going through this, you're going through that. You know, how in the world, you know, you got to give yourself a break. You have to mm -hmm. be able to understand that, hey, you can only get so much done. So for me, I, it's like, I have to have a conversation with myself daily. So? And I'm like, <laughs> hey, okay, girl, you did good today. You know, you did enough. You, you know, mm -hmm. you know, I want to do more. I want to get more accomplished. Ooh, in my day. And That's it's good. like, you did enough. You are enough. Tomorrow is a new day. So I have to tell myself that all of the time. So um, I create a schedule that works for me. And sometimes I get up and my body is just like, no, mm -hmm. you know, sit back down. And so I do what I can do. And then I let it go from there. And, and I'm still working on that because there's times that I just cry because I'm just like, oh, you want God, to do something. I, different. I want to do more. I'm so mm -hmm. mad at myself. I'm like, I'm angry. I'm mad at God. I'm mad. I'm just, I'm pissed off. Yeah. And I have to realize, no, like, you know, I'm, I'm doing the best that I can do. And, you know, the, the, the following day is better because now I have more energy. You know, now mm -hmm. I have more energy when I decide to take care of myself. What's in the cup is for me. The overflow is for everyone else. Everybody, and that's I, good. I just, if I continue to put myself at the bottom of my list, to-do list, I'm not going to be able to do anything. So Because you're no good to nobody. Yeah, that, and I, I, you have to learn and it's a great lesson. Mm -hmm. And it's also helpful too, as somebody, a lot of people who have health concerns or chronic health issues or whatever. I know for me, I've kind of been that way as well. Like I have really debilitated migraine headaches at time and I'm, I'm learning some more things going on. Like I just have this extreme exhaustion at times. So it's hard for me to work for someone else. Mm -hmm. And a lot of, you know, a lot of employers aren't um, sensitive to that. Right, or they right. aren't uh, willing to work mm -hmm. around the fact because even though sometimes like maybe even for you you're not physically ill like you're not throwing up right, or you're right. not, something mm -hmm. doesn't hurt but your mental is not there absolutely that, right? absolutely so, that's, yep mm -hmm. yeah and so people don't you know that's not recognized in mm -hmm. corporate environments they're not like oh you're having a bad mental health that will yeah. now you know with the <laughs> pandemic it's yeah. more so but as a business owner I think a lot of people will enjoy or will um, venture over into entrepreneurship with those type of concerns, right? Yeah. Because working for, I believe most people want to do their best at yeah. their jobs and mm -hmm. in their businesses, but Absolutely. some days you just don't got it, right? You don't have and it. <laughs> you just don't got it. And as somebody <laughs> who has your own business, you just have to learn how to maneuver around that. Am mm -hmm. I? Yes, absolutely. That's, that's my biggest challenge. And that's what I'm going through now. Um, I will push myself and I'll have a 16 hour day. And, you know, at the end of that day, I'll see, I'll look down and my ankles are swollen mm -hmm. and, you know, I, I'm not feeling my best. My body is just telling me, Hey, it's screaming for me to just, it's time for you to rest. It's mm -hmm. time for me to take care of myself. And then I can push myself. And then the next day I'm like, you know what, for two days, I literally can't do anything. And it's like, I have to get to a place where I'm comfortable with that. And so, oh, yes. Yeah. But, but I think that learning to listen to your body is so important. Mm -hmm. So very important. For me, what I do is when I feel good, I'm, I'm all in. Because tomorrow yeah. I might not, right? Mm -hmm. But today I'm great. So I'm yeah. up and I'm working yeah. and I'm at it and I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. And then tomorrow, if I don't feel so well, okay. But yeah. I think what's important about that as a business owner is 
putting that into your schedule or into your plans, like giving yourself some grace. Don't give 24 hour turnaround time because right. we it's don't know what 24 happen. hours going to mm-hmm. look like. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. we do that. And yeah, so we do that. You have to understand yeah. that's part of it. That is part of the beauty of designing your own business for yourself mm-hmm. around the life that you have, you Absolutely. know, putting yeah. those cushions in. I had, and, and that's why it's also going to be important to have those systems documented. Mm-hmm. And that's so you can get some help on those days yeah. where you don't feel like it. Maybe there's somebody else that can do that onboarding mm-hmm. call. Mm-hmm. You know, they probably can't. Right. There's some exactly. pieces of your business that only you yeah. can do. But yeah. Somebody can send these emails. Somebody can respond, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. So I definitely, this has been good. Is there anything that I did not ask you or we did not talk about that you think would be beneficial for the listeners to know? Those that are interested in going into business, those that are in business yeah. or those that are in a nine to five yeah. and dreaming about business. I would say because we are in a space where everyone is making a profit off of everything, right? Mm-hmm. And everyone wants to be an entrepreneur. I think it's a beautiful thing, but I also think it's so important because most people like around our age group, you know, have made a career for themselves in whatever industry, right? And mm-hmm. then a lot of people are changing careers or they're deciding to go into business for themselves, which I think is wonderful. Um, and I, and I, you know, I encourage that, but I also encourage you to make sure it's in alignment with your, with your purpose, like mm-hmm. with what you're supposed to be doing, you know, like your soul work, the stuff that mm-hmm. you were supposed to, why God put you on this earth? Like all of us mm-hmm. are here for a reason. We all are on assignment. And so if you can tap into, you know, connecting that with what you want to do, because you got to be able to do it, get up and do it every day. Regardless, yeah. So if you're if you're in it just for the money, then it's not going to work. It's not going to work. And you're going to be happy. Yeah. It's not. And that's so true. You see just multimillionaires miserable, you know, making all this money and miserable. People don't believe it. They think that money's going to make you better and right. happier. And it can in a short yeah. time, but there, mm-hmm. it, money, I know me personally, I, again, I always want to say I, I like money. I need money. I yeah, want money, okay. but <laughs> I don't, money doesn't necessarily get me out of bed. You know, right. if I'm not feeling good, I'm like, well, we're going to have to reschedule. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to move some stuff around. And that's so, you know, you have to find what's in yeah. it, right? For yeah. you. But what mm-hmm. I also on that same note is want to tell people that just because you know how to do something or just because you enjoy doing something, does not mean that that's a good business model. That's true. There are plenty yeah. of things that yeah. we can do that, that we is like true. to do. Mm-hmm. I, you hear uh, people who become famous doing a thing and then they get to a point where they're like, but I just want to do my thing. I don't want right. to singer, singers stay at all the time. I just want to sing. Yeah. You know, they don't want yeah. all the things that come along yeah. with singing. So yeah. two that's things from, to take away from you as a creative and doing something that you love, you can probably speak to that too, but there's business can ruin that thing you love. It can. It can. Ruin it. It can. <laughs> and that's why I say that, you know, it might not be, you know, it's like, you know, I have a friend of mine and every time you say somebody, you know, you, you know, oh, you good at, you know, make your cake. So you good at, oh, turn that in. You can sell those. You can. That's, and I'm just like, that's, 
everything no. don't need to build a price tag on. Sometimes you need yeah. to do something for your soul. Sometimes for you, you. it's for yeah. you. It's not for me to share. So sometimes yeah. I have to get to that place. And one of the things for me that is giving me a creative outlet now, even though it is profitable, is my journalism. And so that's so exciting for me. It fills me up. And in a way that copywriting does not. Okay. So Ooh. I'm really excited for where that path is, is going to take me as well. I love it. So I wish you all the best with that because I know that it's exciting. I think, you know, you get journalism gives you an opportunity to learn, right? You get to meet new people, experience new things, and that's always a joy. So I want you to, I wish you all the best with that. You're doing some good things. I also want you to tell the people um, for was we're about to wrap up, but just kind of tell them where they can find you, some of the things that you're doing. You can even share that thing you did yesterday. I know it's on social media already. So <laughs> yeah, go so, ahead and tell. Absolutely. So for my copywriting business, uh, if you need to, you know, connect with me, if you need help with writing your brand story or developing the identity and the language and the flow of uh, your business for your business, you know, hit me up. I am at Witty Sweet and Company. And uh, I'm also on social media. I love social media. I'm um, always on it. <laughs> so you can reach me uh, on Twitter at Content by Nez. So it's C-O-N-T-E-N-T -E by Nez, N-E-Z. Um, that's where you can reach me on Twitter. Also um, on Twitter is Woody Sweet Company. So it's going to be W-O-O-D-Y, Sweet, S-U-I-T-E-C-O. That's my other Twitter account. And I'm on Instagram, uh, Inez.Woody. So it's going to be I-N-E-Z dot W-O-O-D-Y. And then, of course, you can always find me on Facebook, Inez Woody. Uh, and also my uh, lifestyle blog is Inez Woody, um, the lifestyle blog. I have so much that I'm working on and that I'm really excited about. And um, thank you so much for having me on. But you guys can also connect. Um, uh, you can connect with me and you can get to know uh, me from a journalism side. Uh, I write for Parents Magazine. And so uh, it, it's actually Kindred by Parents is a uh, subdivision of Parents Magazine. And so uh, there we celebrate uh, parenting from a lens of African-Americans. And uh, we, we focus on parents that are raising black children. And so through that, um, I do a lot of uh, writing and interviewing. Uh, I have, uh, yesterday I just did an article, a feature write up on Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade as they focus on promoting their new brand proudly. It is a baby care uh, brand. And so I had the opportunity of interviewing them day a couple of days ago. And I had like literally 30 minute notice. I, I, I was just going to say that. Like, <laughs> I know you even posted on social media about stay ready so you don't have to get ready. That's important. You got to stay like, ready. You got to be ready. <laughs> you got to be ready. I, I asked my editor, I was like, uh, are the questions ready for the interview? She's like, no, girl, you have to. You have to um, it's all you. Yeah. It's all you. I was like, uh oh. So I had to do the research and do it really quickly. But that was exciting. I got a chance to interview and write. Uh, on Portia Williams, a lot of the Real Housewives uh, ladies, I've been had an opportunity, um, Kyla Pratt, uh, who else? So many different um, celebrity moms. So that's been exciting. Outside of that, I'm going to be working on a joint venture with Rachel Turner as my business bestie. 
And um, we are creating a platform for Black female creatives. So that's okay. going to be exciting. I'm excited. So yeah, that, <laughs> that's what I have. Smile. I see it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, so just everybody, so for everybody listening, Inez is good with words. So if you are, <laughs> if you have, you know, we do websites over here at that startup group. But one of the things that we ask our clients to do is give us the copy for it. We don't write copy. So if you have a website and you don't have things written for you or you need marketing materials or you just don't know how to put the words together to make them sell and make them pop, that's what Woody & Co. is over there doing for you. So make sure to check out Inez on all of her social platforms. Uh, join the journey. She's a, a bubbly personality, as you can see, somebody that is inspiring, uh, breaking down barriers, as we talked about, working in a a male-dominated industry multiple times and a, a dom an industry where being a Black woman is something different, a different face in the room. And those are a lot of the struggles that we have as Black women anyway. And when we're disruptors as entrepreneurs, that's awesome too. So Nez can definitely give you some inspiration over on social media if you need that. If you need her services, make sure to reach yes. out to her. Thank you so much for coming on and telling your story. Talking Thanks about so your much. journey. You are welcome. So we're going to go ahead and end. Again, I am Latasha Nicole, That Startup Girl. You can find me on all platforms as That Startup Girl. You can go to That Startup Group because I have grown. That's part of the journey. When I first started, it was That Startup Girl, but the company is now That Startup Group. So thatstartupgroup.com to see how we can help you grow your business. Uh, thank you all for listening and we will talk to you next time. Have a great day and enjoy the rest of your week, everyone. Bye-bye. All right.